Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up? It's Dean Blandino. Welcome to another episode of Good Calls. The crew is back, um, Zooming as always. And today's episode is going to be dedicated. My one goal this episode is to get our audio guy, Joe Madrid, to smile. If I can get him to laugh, if I can get him to laugh, that'd be even better. But I want to get him to smile. He's he's in a crappy mood. And I think everybody's kind of, you know, we're just not in good moods. But this is our opportunity to to get together, get on a better level, just get, get in a better mood. So let's go. What's the latest? All right, let's talk. Since we're in a bad mood, let's talk about <laughs> a crazy story. Travis, explain to me how 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 we can have 77 false positives in the NFL over the weekend. What, 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 I have the story in front of me, or one of the stories in front of me. What is going on? So a lab in New Jersey came up with 77 false positives from the two teams that are getting tested there, the Giants and the Jets, and somehow it came up that there were 77 false positives. It wasn't two teams, though. It was 11 different teams. That's what I read. Oh my! 11 teams I, okay. were affected. And so, so 11 teams were affected. They retested all 77 samples and all came back negative. Unbelievable. It just reminds me of the Stafford story earlier on in, in the, the start of camp, and he had the false positive test. And I told you that the Lions were, were, were salty about it. They were mad that the quarterback had to miss time. And, and if this can happen in the NFL, like what's going on in our country for real, though? Well, that's the thing. The NFL has the resources. They can retest the samples. <laughs> if I go get tested for COVID and I come back positive, am I going to go? Is the average person going to go and now go to another another test and another test and another test? No, you're going to you're going to be positive. And and so I, I just I'm at a loss. Like I'm not a, look. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This thing is real. It's a real virus. It's a real thing. You know, mask up, stay safe. It's contagious. And, and and on all these things. But when I read stuff like that, I just can't help but think, you know, what the, what do we know about this? Like, like are the numbers that are being, that are out there, are they accurate? I, I, I don't, 
I'm at a loss. It's it's just like a, a you know, it's like a false pregnancy test. It sends you into a spiral. It's, <laughs> it's you from experience, you. Scott. No, no, of course not. <laughs> It could send you into a spiral or it could, you know, if you, if you want to get pregnant, maybe that's, that's the, the opposite. So basically here's the deal. So, so <laughs> the, the protocol, I think it was a good, there, there, you know, silver lining was a good test. The, the protocols are working. Um, you know, the players were basically teams had to rearrange practice schedules. They had to cancel practice in some instances, but all of the affected um, tests that came back as then negative um, everybody was able to resume normal activities on Monday. So it was more or less like one lost day um, for those teams that were affected. But it's one lab. So the NFL uses five labs around the country for their daily screening to, to test these because obviously that's, you know, you're talking about, say it's 100 people per NFL club times 32 every day. That's a lot of tests. And, and no other, the other four labs, nothing there was no abnormalities. There was no nothing. And it was just this one lab in New Jersey. Now, insert New Jersey, New Jersey joke here, Scott, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I just, I don't know. Like it was an isolated, apparently it was the investigation indicated there was a um, false positive results were created by an isolated contamination during test preparation in the New Jersey laboratory. Um, regents, analyzers, and staff were all ruled out as possible causes, and subsequent testing has indicated the, that the issue has been resolved. Well, I mean, the good news, like you said, is that they they caught it. So we there there were you know like they were pretty quick about it because obviously if this happens in the middle of the season, they're going to obviously do extra tests to make sure so it won't like shut down the league either one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, you had Minnesota, your Vikings had 12 false positives, the Jets had 10, and the Bears had nine. Um, Cleveland Browns had coach Kevin Stefanski, false positive. You know, uh, it, it was so, so Stefanski has to sit out practice. The DC, Joe Woods, has to run practice. Um, but again, it's a good test. It happened, and everything was okay. So, knock on wood. The screening protocols, everything's working, and hopefully this bodes well for you know us having a season. The good news too is because those were all false, we're still at zero since training camp, right? Or am I wrong? Have there been a, any at all? There've been, I think. So of the the, the number that I read of, of the over a hundred thousand tests that the league has has had so far, um, the positive rate is less than one percent. Okay. So, you know, extremely, extremely positive. Uh, again, you know, and now you think about, right, the last the last couple of days, this week for sure, now they're hitting. Now they're in pads. Now they're, they're, they're closer to playing actual football. Um, and it's interesting, again, all positive. These guys are not – they're not in a bubble, right? The, the only thing they're not doing – is they're not getting on a plane as a group and going to play a game in another city, right? So that that's the next, I think, the next hurdle that we see. Once teams start flying around the country, um, you know, can we maintain this 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 type of you know these types of results? Whereas right now they're they're in their training facility bubble and then they go home and and, and look. The bottom line is you can talk about you can talk about you know the 
you're talking about some of these guys that are 21, 22, 23 years old, old with, with disposable income and all these things, they are doing the right thing. You know, it is all the overwhelming majority of, of these, you know, these players and not just the players, the coaches, the staff, they get it. They understand what's at stake here. And, uh, and we're not seeing these stories. It's been, you know, one of the yeah, besides that the train. Seahawks player, yeah. <laughs> the Seahawks, and then he got cut, right? He got so cut that same day. He got and cut he, he apologized too after that. He's like, I screwed up. Later. I was yeah. stupid. Yeah, I and then team, teams send the message. Obviously, if that's Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson isn't going to do that. But but if it's somebody, you know, maybe he doesn't get cut if it's if it's if it's someone that is you know more of an established player on that team. But but look, this is this is a big deal, and initially, you know. Everything is positive right now. I don't, no pun intended, but um, yeah, you the, keep saying everything's positive. It's everything the negative. Is, everything's negative slash positive. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know that it, it just begs the bigger question, like the bigger picture. If that can happen in that lab, can it happen other places? And and what are these? You know, what are these numbers? You know, what do they mean? What do they even mean at this point? Like, I, I, I don't. Um, but. Yeah. Well, we're getting, it's only a couple or three weeks now, right? Or we're getting season, very close. Look, it's here, right? When does the season start? The September season 10th, Thursday night. September 10th, you know? So right now we'd be like, we'd be in the middle of preseason. This would be the last week of preseason coming up. And right? college football would be starting this weekend in earnest. Well, we're, we're, and, and we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about college football, but college football is going to, we're going to have college football games in, I think there's a college football game schedule for this weekend. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Really? Yeah, I think there is. It's, it's, um, we'll, we'll do a little research and see if we can figure that out, but, um, sticking on the NFL though, now that now here's the news story. Now, now here's the next one, Right. The, the imbalance, because some teams are going to have fans and some teams are not going to have fans. All right. So I'll ask you this. Is it is it that big of an imbalance if, let's say, the Dolphins are going to allow 15,000 people in their stadium and the Jets in the same division are going to have zero? And when the Dolphins go to New York, there's no fans. And when the Jets go to Miami, there's 15,000 fans. Is that... Is that a big imbalance, Joe? Is Vegas gonna gonna move the line? Is that a factor? I mean, that's a good question. I don't think we've ever really had to answer that. I mean, as an athlete, I think. Well, think about this. Think about this. Think about Vegas. Let's say um, teams go into Green Bay. They know it's going to be a full stadium. They know Packers fans are going to be, you know, there. 60,000 strong, no issues, right? But then you go, let's say it's later in the year and you're going to play a, a team that, that, that their, their attendance isn't as good. Does Vegas take that into consideration? Does Vegas, you know, or do they take into consideration that Chargers games in LA for the most part have been half and half when they were playing at, at the, 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 whatever that stadium is called in, in Carson? Um, is that part of the, do they factor that in? I mean, Vegas factors everything in. So, of course, Vegas factors in. I just don't know how much of an impact. I don't know. We were all, we all played sports. Was the crowd a thing? Does that make I don't you know. How, how many games have you played in front of 80,000 people? I played zero. 
The, the JV tennis crowds really got crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, You're a tennis player, well, Scott? 15, I played a little tennis, yeah. I got, I got a good backhand in tennis and hockey. Um, okay. But um, I, would, I don't think it really matters. The one thing that I'm surprised about is all that is that the league hasn't given guidance to like, hey, we know more than X percentage, like no more than 50% full like across the board, but from there, it's a, it's a local discretion. I, I don't, I mean, they're professional players. It's, I think you, I totally buy that people, the players feed off the energy of the crowd, but even if it's negative or positive energy, it, it, it doesn't really matter. So it might be a little awkward if it's in a completely empty stadium, which is, I believe just today, LA said there will be no fans, at least for the first week. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I, I think they're professionals and they'll, they'll get used to it. It will be weird that there's no cheering, I think versus, but I, I don't think it's going to give a team an advantage because I think they've done some number crunching and things. And they basically come out to say the crowds don't, the way home field advantage works is like psychologically against officials. So it's like, Oh, they're getting booed or there's a booing because they think there was a pass interference, it might just tip that official to throw the flag just a little bit more. But So you're saying officials are affected, but not players. Is that what you're saying, Scott? Ooh. Yeah, I'm no, saying they're more fallible. The no, no it, but like uh, the other thing about Vegas, though, is like, you know, I, I don't think it'll really affect any lines one way or the other because, I mean, does it really affect it when it's a bowl game? <laughs> And it's like a neutral site thing, right. especially when it's Super not Super Bowl neutral sites. Well, but especially when it's a it's not a big bowl game. You still have lines on those, but it's like, all right, they're playing in San Diego and there's nine thousand fans. You know, it doesn't really matter. To, to confirm what Scott's saying, so Do, that the officials are affected. So we look at when there there are a couple of things we look at in you know when I was at the NFL, you would study officials and you would break it down even you know their their calls on the home team versus the away team their calls that were made um when they were on a team sideline versus the other team sideline because that you think about how people are affected by that if you're on if you're on the eagles sideline and there's something that you know right at that sideline that maybe somebody potentially grabs an eagles runner's face mask and the whole sideline reacts are you going to be the type of person that is going to feed into that and make that call? So, so we would look at that and we would look at, are there any abnormalities in terms of an official? Uh, is there an official that's calling, you know, a, just an extraordinary disparity, you know, against the away team on a, on a, not, you know, even, even one season is too, is, is too small a sample size, but are we seeing this, over the course of several seasons, or are we seeing an official that is impacted by the sideline that he or she is on? And so you're definitely looking at that. And we never, you know, over the course of time, we never found any real trend. Um, it was just, That's good they want to get it right. Right. Yeah. What's that Joe? Scott's argument doesn't hold water. Well, yeah. no, it that doesn't. It's, it's certainly, we consider it when, when we, it's so, it's, so it is, it does have merit because you certainly don't want officials to be impacted by that. So you, you, you study those things and you try to root that out so you can correct it or, you know, you can, you know, 
correct it by working with that, that official or, you know, ultimately, you know, letting them go. When, when you look at the NFL, NFL home field advantage is not, when you look at the numbers, it's not historically has not been as, as, as big as say the, the NBA. Right. Um, so it's not, it, it's not, and I would say, oh, it's probably close to 50, 50. It's probably not. I think home teams are probably, you know, between 55 and 60% tops. I think 60% would be, would be high in terms of, you, you know, win loss record. So, um, I feel so like it's, when it, it's not like it's 75, 80%. I feel like when it would come into to play the most would be playoffs when you're, when you're hosting a game as opposed to traveling somewhere playing in front of your home crowd. I think it's going to be pretty insignificant with 13,000 out of an 80,000 person stadium. I don't, how much noise is that going to even generate? Um, I, I thought, I, I thought I read Scott somewhere that it was like 20 to 25% capacity is all you could have, but, but that might be what the sec was doing. I, I don't know what the NFL, but are there only the three teams that I, that, that are saying they're going to have fans being the Cowboys chiefs and dolphins. Have you guys seen any others? Is that, I've not seen any others. Yeah. All, all I see is teams saying they're not going to have fans, at least for the first couple games. So that gives you the first month for the most part, no fans at most. Of these and, and here's the thing you think about, right? What other than feeding off the energy of the crowd and all those things, like what, what truly would be, where does it really play into the, the, the impact on the game? It's the crowd noise. What you'll see is the crowd noise can impact the offensive team, right? If the away team is on offense, that crowd noise can impact their calls. That's why they created silent counts more. You know, you always talk about Seattle, right. Seattle, Seattle forever has always led the league in away team false starts because mm-hmm. it is a loud place to play. And, and so, but with 15,000 people, is that noise going to raise to the level where it's even going to impact the the offensive line? Like I, I just don't see it in a in a stadium that is that is built for eighty plus thousand people. Is fifteen thousand people spread out? Is that going to create the kind of noise that has an impact? I just don't see it. I really don't see it. Yeah, I, I think the that's. I think it would be interesting if we get the same attendance policy throughout the year, just to look back and see our false starts down. That would be the only thing because, right. uh, yeah, because of like, uh, unable to get across information or hear the hard, the hard counts. That's, that's like what fan noise does because the one other thing you always hear from the really good players is when they're in the zone, they're like, if they're doing a call, they're doing a play. They say you don't hear anything. You're just locked in. So they lock out the noise anyways. So yeah, I I think, and and when you look at this, I just pulled this up over the last decade, here are the, here, here are the top five teams with the best home field winning percentages. And you tell me what the, all these teams have in common. Okay. New England, Baltimore, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans. Okay. What are all of those teams? Generally had good quarterbacks. (laughs) They're all good teams. And yeah, good teams those, too. Yeah, those those are the those are the. If you think about the last ten years, right? Patriots won a Super Bowl. Ravens won a Super Bowl. The the Saints have been in Super Bowls. Pittsburgh Packers have been. It's all they're all good teams, mm-hmm. and so they're winning whether at on at home or on the road. Now look, the Saints do. 
the Saints do have a home field advantage in terms of the dome. It's a loud place. But then when you look at the Chiefs. The cheating. Right, the yeah. cheating. You look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs in, since 2013, the Chiefs have gone 53 and 27. Okay? 13 of those 27 losses are at home. Right. And that's, and, and that's, and this is a, obviously they've, they've been better the last couple of years, but, but that is a notoriously tough place and loud place to play. Right. And, and so it, good teams are going to win. Yeah. It, I think it was, it's a little bit of the, uh, uh, like thing where, where they, back in the day, they were always like the Packers love playing in cold weather. Their records are, well, that's also just because they were really good. Right. You know, and then that and then that winning percentage dropped for a few years when they got bad. It, it has nothing to do with them being specially equipped to deal with the cold weather. They just are a, they were a really good team for a long stretch. Well, that and that was the, that was the knock. Remember, do you remember Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay and, and obviously an expansion team been in the league since the late seventies. But Tampa Bay had not won a game. Um, until when the at kickoff, the temperature was below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. They had not mm-hmm. won a game. And, and up until the 2000, the 2000 and I want to say the year they won the Super Bowl, because I was at the game 2003, what that was, or, or 2002. Yeah. And I was at the game in Philly and the, and the kickoff, it was like 38 degrees and they smoked Philadelphia. And they won the Super Bowl that year because they had an unbelievable defense. They had a, they had a great team. Um, and so it's, you know, and not all these players, like all these players that are playing on the Packers, are they all from cold weather states? You know, no, not likely. No, they're, they're not. So it's, I think sometimes we get good teams are going to win games, blocking, tackling, passing, you know, making your assignments, all good coaching, all those things are going to win football games. Yes. Home field matters. I just don't think it matters that much. Winning teams make plays, losing teams make excuses, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, so there's one coach who disagrees with us. He, it was it's Sean McDermott. He said, I think it's ridiculous. And yes. he's, uh, he's upset about the inconsistency across the league and all the different ways. Yeah. And I, and I love so. Sean McDermott and, and Sean, and he's a great coach. And look, I, I don't expect Sean McDermott to feel differently. Um, and it, it is, it is, it's not balanced. Right. And so you would hope that, that like Scott said earlier, if the league would come out and say, okay, here are the parameters, but that's the thing, Scott, with all of this crap, I feel like we just punted that we punted to the States we punt it to the clubs. We punt it to the individual, you know, and there's no leadership, Scott. When are we going to step up? Well, we what need Roger Goodell to step up. Yep. Uh, but he did apologize to Colin Kaepernick this week, last week, whenever it was. Yeah, and a, a very timely, speedy apology. <laughs> hey, it happened. Don't, no, grade, I, don't grade the apology. It happened. At least it happened. I know. I, I Okay. We'll leave it at that. Good, good for Roger. There you go. There you go. Good, good. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little college football. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With me, Dean Blandino, let's talk a little college football. So um, it looks like right now, holding steady, um, six conferences scheduled to play football, um, ACC, Big 12, SEC, Conference USA, Sunbelt, and the um, American. So college football playoff has announced mm. that they are, they're moving forward as scheduled and they will consider 76 teams, the 76 teams from those, from those six conferences. So could we see, could we see a Appalachian state, you know, UCF championship game this year? Is that possible? Could we see it? I hope so. This the year. <laughs> I hope so. And Joe, you know where the national championship game is 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 going to take place? One of your favorite places in the world, Miami. Miami. See, I got a little smile. Not a not a laugh yet, but we got a little smile there. My, you know what, Joe? You, I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> you are, you you are the best dresser that I know. Male, you're or, really gassing male them up or now. Female. Male or female. Pumping the tires. Thank you, and man. it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard to be down around you because you're such a positive guy and you're such a good friend. And you're just an all-around good guy. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. It, isn't this Super Bowl in Miami, too? You could just go down yeah. there for like no, the 35 days and just is, hang uh, out the whole time. Super Bowl was in Miami last so year. So you could just do Alligator oh, Alley. Tampa, Tampa. Sorry. Just No, just drive. Just do Alligator Alley and then go up, you know. I do that. Go north. What what is that? Uh, what is that? What is that interstate? Ninety five. Ninety five. I think. Just shoot up to Tampa. We'll rent so, a uh, Lamborghini SUV. 
Oh God! And what I love though, are you you riding with uh, Antonio Brown? Did you see the rankings though? Did you see the CFP rankings? Yes. Why did they include Ohio State's number two? It didn't make any sense to me. Why include all the teams that aren't playing? So if if Ohio State doesn't lose, which they won't, right? Can they? And and we have two teams in the championship game with one loss. To me, Ohio State is there. You win, right? Why are we putting Ohio State in the rankings? If we're going to have those seventy-six teams, then those that needs to be your those need to be your that's your pool. There's like six or seven Big Ten teams in the top twenty-five. I think. I think I saw some too. The like the preseason All Americans had twenty-three players that aren't aren't playing. They aren't playing. Yeah, come on. And and what they did say, they said that they're gonna they're gonna play as scheduled, um, and they're not doing. Wait, 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 wait. What's that in the background, Dean? Can't sirens. (laughs) <laughs> Can't go an episode without some sirens. Any, I haven't heard any before. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk cameo in the in the third segment. But I'll tell I'll tell you what happened today. I was doing some cameos and uh, and but it's been a quiet evening, siren wise in Santa Monica. <laughs> I'm moving. I'm moving out of Santa Monica, so I want I want you guys to I, I want you guys to give me your your top choice. Give me your top choice for within twenty miles of Santa Monica. Okay, we can talk about that later. Um, so moving forward with the CFP, they're not going to do a spring version with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. So Pac-12, Big Ten, you're out. Um, six conferences, and you know they're planning on playing in Miami, January 11th, 2021. Um, if they're playing, I'll be there, and you guys are all invited. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the kiss of death. If we I get invited to something with Dean. By Dean, it gets canceled. He's yeah, like, but that's only been spring football. That's been that's been the AAF, and that's been XFL. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was promised big things. He even mentioned maybe the NFL draft this year, and they've all been canceled. <laughs> you were Jeff Scott. You went to the NFL draft. We all did. Oh we right, all, right we here at home. In. We that's were all true. on Zoom. That's true. We we're all there. Um, what happened in Oklahoma, Travis? So they had a, a whole position group. They, I, Lincoln Riley came out and talked about it today. Last week during during a practice, they had sent the entire position group home except one player. And he said it was a position that multiple players have to be on the field at one time. So he didn't say which, which position so, so it was. So they just eliminated it at just quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Need. So that, that's what I texted you guys. Like, yeah, it wasn't a quarterback at least. So Yeah, so it's not the quarterbacks group. But so it, it could, could have been any other position, any other group, right? And the entire the entire position group had 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 got COVID. Like, well, I, it's look. I've been reading with college football. We always knew this was going to be a hurdle, and you can't you can't fault college kids for wanting to enjoy their college experience. And and look, and 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 here's the thing: it's hard to say you're on a college campus with however many thousands of people and it's almost impossible to social distance. Um, and it was interesting, Scott, you were saying the Auburn president, what was that all about? What, what, it just so seems- earlier today, I believe just a couple hours ago, I guess it's senior vice president for student affairs at Auburn. Bobby Woodward says uh, that to help us on the path to success, the university is limiting all in-person gatherings to no more than 50 people. Effective August 24th through October 10th. 50 people. 
So that I think that means like any sort of large university gathering. So also even some big lecture classes I remember in college would have, you know, yeah, 200 sure. people. A big lecture. So hall. they're limiting that. However, they're also that order doesn't apply to the football program. They've explicitly said that. And they still plan on it's filling Auburn. the Auburn football stadium to 20 percent capacity, which is like 18,000 people or something. Uh, I, I I think the capacity is like seventy. Oh, let me look it up. But yeah, it's it's you know fifty people for class. Yeah, eighty seven thousand is the capacity for the stadium. So, uh, but you know, well, in that look, it's college football is king. The only thing, the only thing that is probably more important to college football in the South is is probably church. Right. This is this is this is really a part of. The, and we all love college football, and and so they're going to do whatever they take. I'm reading. So here are Florida State, and this is what's crazy: is in California we're not going to have anything, but in Florida, right? They're going to have tailgating at Florida oh, State games, tailgating, and and there's guidelines. So here are the guidelines, okay, for the 2020 season. Um, all parking lots are open three hours before kickoff. You're limited to individual tail, tailgates at your own spaces. All attendees are asked to maintain six-foot social distancing standard between individuals outside of family and friends, as well as between tailgate areas. Um, all patrons are encouraged to wear face masks when traveling through parking lots, as well as while socializing. Encouraged, not mandated, encouraged. And um, and then they go into the seminal booster members who qualify for parking will receive their print-at-home passes via email the week of the season opener against Georgia Tech. So you tell me if those protocols are going to be followed at the tailgate in Tallahassee. No. I'll tell you one thing, parking's not going to be an issue. It's- wait, wait. <laughs> Travis, come on. <laughs> no, but I, but it, it, we, I said this last week, and it goes without saying, I really think most of the students – I'm sorry, the, the, the football players like on the Auburn team, on Alabama, on Oklahoma, they're going to do their best to avoid yeah, people. 100%. They want to, they, we know they want by and large want to play. The thing that is going to be difficult for them, like if they attend Florida State, is you're going to have people tailgating. You're going to have them intermixing. Students are going to be there. Some of those students will share classrooms with those football players. That's the difficult part. Because there's no bubble. And as we've seen across, like as colleges have started, uh, students have trickled in, they're running into problems right away, like almost immediately because kids, these they're kids. They're, you know, some of these people, they're 18. This is their first time away from home. We said this all last week. You, you can only do so much. Yeah. I, I just, again... I want to see college football and I just think we're going to have, we're probably going to have more outbreaks in, in with college football than we will the, the NFL. Um, and it's going to be oh, interesting yeah. to see how we, how it plays out. Going back to the NFL, has anybody been watching hard knocks? Has anybody seen it? I have. I've watched both episodes. I watched, I guess the last episode I watched. Um, so I think I've seen both episodes was the were they talking about Rex Ryan's son Seth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the, the second false episode. positive. False yeah, that positive. was the second one. Yep. Uh, but it's it's just interesting to see how 
they, you know, you kind of see the players are doing the right thing, right? They're in the facility, they go home, they're just kind of following the protocols. And, uh, but I think it's been good. I didn't think hard knocks, um, it's, it's the same, like you still the same level of access. It's, 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 I don't think it's any better or worse than previous years with COVID. I think it's a little bit slower. You, you don't have the action of the preseason games. You don't have the action of the, the hard hits and the, 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 the stories of the guys who on the fringe who probably aren't going to make it. Cause everyone has, has always, you know, all the coaches and, and personnel have been saying that it's a long shot for undrafted guys and rookies this year because of, you know, the, the lack of off season programs that we had. So you don't really have those stories, but as far as NFL films and their ability to, to put together high quality production, like it's, it's, it's amazing. That show, that show and, and leave Schreiber doing voiceover on it. It can't, you can't go wrong. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And, and I, I would agree with you that you don't have those storylines in terms of making the team because you just don't have that, the preseason games and the action, but you still get to see what I love about hard knocks is just seeing the home life, seeing the other stuff, right. seeing them off the field and then kind of their personalities and things like that. And, and a guy who, and, and a guy that I had, I've never met and I never been really exposed to that. You kind of have this, you kind of have this, this pre preconceived notion of, because of the amount of trash that he talks and it was Jalen Ramsey. And I think he, he comes across really well on the show and, and, uh, and, you know, just like a, a guy that talks, but he doesn't, but he seems just like a pretty good guy. And, and, uh, um, you know, it's just interesting to watch, um, you know, him like, you know, looking at buying houses and stuff and you just kind of get to see that, that other side of it, which that that's the part I enjoy. Can we talk about that house he looked at? Like, it, it to me, it seemed kind of depressing. Like, I wouldn't want to live. In- it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it looked. It looked like it was like a rock hill all around him, somewhere in like probably like Simi Valley or a thousand. But they there. said they said that it was thirty-one acres. So right. I'm assuming, like, you could build out. You know, you could build out a lot of. You know, you could put like tennis courts and basketball courts and a giant pool. But that house was literally like you took the house and you dropped it in the middle of a valley. And there was nothing else around. Right, right. And, and was, how about how they stage that house? Like, how much money do you spend on staging a house for a client? And like if that? he doesn't buy it, right? Like, they literally, if you guys haven't seen it, they personalized this house that he was just going to look at. <laughs> they personalized it for him with like pictures of his kids and like writing on the wall. Like, they literally staged it for Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Like, Katie. Like, Graffiti art by yeah. people he liked, a graffiti artist that he liked. It's crazy. Like, yeah. it's, it's well, what if he, money. so, so you like, I, I can't make it, guys. Like, I, like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he doesn't buy that house, they're like, well, what, who, who's next? Who, who, what other, what other celebrity or athlete can we, can we market this house for? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. Like, he just, you know what I thought was cool was they had this thing where it was like a, an electronic photo album. Like yeah. it was up on the wall and you just waved your hand and the picture would change. And it was like him and his kids, his family. And uh, you would have a hard time with that. Cause you're always waving your hands when you talk. Right. I know. But I'd be like, no, wait, stop. <laughs> Another picture. But I was thinking the same thing. Like that house at night has got to be spooky because there's nothing like there's just nothing around. Like you'd have to build out that whole area um, to, uh, to kind of just make it your own, but but maybe maybe that's what the plan is. We now, I, got, I got to find out where this house actually was. Well, we well, talked about scary animals. Oaks, so oh, yeah. it is Thousand Oaks. Okay, 
Well, the, you know, the, that's where the training camp is, Thousand Oaks. So I would imagine the house is not that far from, from that area. Okay. So, I was saying how a few weeks back we were talking about scary animals. Just imagine the coyotes and the probably mountain lions things that live out there. Well, they were saying they were, walking your house. Up, they were walking up the thing and they're like, that's a rattlesnake hole. That's a, that's a snake hole. That's a snake hole. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know if that... I didn't, I didn't grow up with too many snakes. I lived in Wyoming and, and it was a lot. It kind of reminded me of that. And, and I moved out of Wyoming because I, I don't need that at this point. No, but we're all, we're all moving back to Wyoming. All of us. Yeah, let's do it. I know Joe's in. Absolutely. Is Joe even here still? Joe, how you doing over there, Joe? I'm good. Just making sure the levels are right. Yeah, just making sure the levels are right. Joe's the Zen master. This is down Joe. This is, this is negative Joe. We had a really good negative Joe last week when he tested negative. Now we're getting the negative mood Joe. And I'm not happy. I don't like this Joe. So you better just bring the energy for this third segment. We're going to take a break. Do whatever you got to do. Get yourself ready because you're going to have to bring it. All right. Let's go to break. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, we're back. And uh, Joe is is still down in the dumps, and we're gonna we're gonna try to bring him out of it. Joe, what's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> it doesn't have to be about me. This is this is your show. What, what's your favorite <laughs> ice cream right now? What are you, what are you into right now? I've been into that one with the chips. The the 
the Ben and Jerry's, the yeah, chip, whatever. I got potato on, chip specifically, on, yeah, just for the on, listeners. So they I got know. it on Sunday. Where do you get it? I've been looking. I, I've been in stores and I've never seen it. There's one 7-Eleven by my house. Oh, right. So I'll check out a 7-Eleven. I, I bought two of. I bought two of the same flavor. I did see a chocolate it's called chip happens. core, which I haven't seen before. That's a pretty solid one. Cores are all pretty good. Chip happens is the name of this one. Chip happens. So Joe, yeah. chip happens. Okay, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. It's not how hard you get knocked down, right? Scott, what is it? Uh, how many times you can get back up? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay so yeah. when chip happens. We've got to we've got to move forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna postmate a couple of pints of Chip Happens to your place. By, no, by the way, now don't. that it was you mentioned, uh, have you listened to <laughs> the Stallone Daughters podcast yet? I'm gonna listen. I'm not. I I'll listen, listen and report back next week. Can how? You listen? I'm yes, interested. I'm interested. Yes. They are so Rocky is having a, a limited release in theaters when in, in states that have theaters open. Um, you can go watch Rocky in the theater. You can also pre-order the Rambo Last Blood knife that he used to cut the guy's heart out. Wait, what? <laughs> so, Time out. Wait, what can you order? You can pre-order on his web, Stallone's what, like has a whole like retail store side Ooh. of his website. You really? can pre-order like the knife that he, like a replica knife that he used in the movie. So. Wow, really? You can also my, get like the swap for $10. coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. There's some cool apparel. I might get the Cobra cut off hoodie like if that nose oh yeah you know what's a really very <laughs> under the radar great stallone flick is nighthawks yes remember nighthawks mm -hmm. with billy d williams and rutger hauer mm -hmm. solid movie travis you gotta watch it it's it, it also is um it's it's a great movie shot in new york back when new, new york, york was very york, gritty yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about Stallone, like those movies, like they're like Copland, like it's all, it's shot there. Like it's, it's. He looks good with a beard. He does look good with a beard. Like in Rocky Four, when he's trained, he's got that, like he looks. 100%. Yeah. Can we just make this a Stallone segment? Can we just like yeah. just pump up <laughs> Sly right now? We gassed up Joe a little. We're going to gas up Stallone. We're going to gas up Sly a little bit? Yeah. I'm on, his, I'm on his website right now. What are you seeing? Looking for uh, oh, something. He's got a lot of apparel now. Looking for, know, a, so. uh, looking for a um, gift for Dean for his birthday. I mean, the Rocky Four Italian sweatshirt. How do you go wrong with that? I mean, there's a lot really? of good apparel. There's a lot of good apparel. Wait, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to go on yet. I'm just going to assume you guys are going to get me an awesome gift. So, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, please don't That's, go on because you might be getting something from here. I'm not going to go on. Um, speaking of ice cream, I, I took you guys' advice and I went with the... So we're on the... So we had decided last week that Wednesday, Saturday with a flex potential to Sunday was the right was the right, um, you know, spread for the week for my two pints of half-baked. So instead of Saturday, I had it Sunday, and now I'm waiting for Wednesday. And I feel good. Like, I'm not, like, craving it tonight, even though I would eat it in a heartbeat. And so I know I'm only one, one night away from tomorrow night. I can watch my, my – I'm recording it tonight. I won't watch it tonight. My latest episode of Million Dollar Listing L.A., 
Um, and I'll watch that tomorrow night with my pint of half baked and I'm, and I'm good. And then I'm looking forward to the weekend. Are you watching uh, you million dollar listing LA? Have you watched selling sunset? I haven't watched it, but I guess that's, that's a popular show. Love it. Scott, watch it. You all need to watch selling sunset. Love it. You got to get on it. You got to get on it, man. No, I love all the real. I love all the real estate reality shows. All of them. Million dollar listing, New York, selling sunset. Selling sunset's great. I watched, I binged like all three seasons. I just don't know. I don't know how you have the time to do this. I really don't understand. Because like I said, I work during the day and then at night I relax. If I'm with my boys, you know, it'll be a little bit later after they go to bed. But if it's just me, you know, sit down. What do you watch with them? Stallone Um, movies? Well, it's interesting because now, because their age, right, their age difference, I feel like is it's never going to change, right? They're always going to be four years apart, but I feel like it's, it's as wide as it's going to be from a, you know, what they're, what's appropriate for each one of them, because the oldest is nine, the youngest is five. So it's not like I can watch like with Luca, who's nine, you know, we're starting to watch more things that, that, you know, you wouldn't certainly wouldn't watch with a five-year-old. Have you, has he seen rated R movies yet? Um, he's no, he's not, he's seen like parts of rated, rated R movies. The movie I screwed up and, <laughs> and I, we watched signs. Yeah. Um, and which is, not like, it, which is not, yeah, it's not like a, like, Oh my God, how could you let a nine-year-old watch signs? But it's, it's like a, it freaked them out mm-hmm. for a while because it's just like, it's a spooky, like there's some yeah. spooky elements to it and it freaked them out for a while. Um, about aliens, but you know, <laughs> we watch the show that's amazing that I, I recommend for everybody is on Netflix. It's called the dragon prince. It's animated. Um, and it's like for the five-year-old and the nine-year-old, they both love it. They both love it. And, and, and it's, it's amazing. Um, but you know, other than that. Yeah. I definitely, as a kid, uh, saw rated R movies oh. that I shouldn't have seen when 100%. I was when I was his age, like nine, ten, like uh yeah, yeah I remember 10, watching I was watching R rated movies. We we had my my uncle my uncle who lived upstairs, like they they got illegal cable and <laughs> we and we would we would have the the base we'd go in the basement with the TV in the basement and we would watch like horror movies, everything that we shouldn't have been watching. Yeah Nightmare on Elm Street was the one that we always like Halloween, yeah. yeah, yeah. My and neighbors had a illegal cable box, but then also I remember my cousin, wa- like babysitting me, and he watched like Candyman, that oh, movie, really? and that like, and I was like five, so I was watching <laughs> part of it. It terrified me, like, it, 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 like probably like with Luca too, where it's just like for like a week you're paranoid about like someone is getting me. <laughs> To this oh, I day, know. I will not look in the mirror and say candy look in the mirror times in a row candy when it's dark. No way. You just don't do it. You don't yeah. do it. You don't yeah. do it. You don't uh, do yeah. it. Uh, and, gives me chills yeah. thinking about it. And there was just like too much, yeah, just like with you guys, like I'm sure you saw insanely violent things and you're just like, oh boy. Oh, 100%. Oh, remember Traces of Death? Remember those, those, those Traces of Death was Faces awful. of Death. Oh, death was awful. <laughs> so, so, and half of it wasn't real, but, but Here's the thing about movies, even, you know, definitely when I was a kid is 
right? There was no PG-13. Right, right. The movies that were PG that were should not have been PG because yes. because you couldn't you didn't want it to be R because you wanted you wanted the box office, you wanted the kids. So these PG movies, I'm watching PG movies today that were that were would would have been PG-13 or even R and I'm like they said that, like they did that. And I'm watching that as like an eight year old, like that. I swear to God, there's some PG movies that have like nudity. A hundred percent, a hundred percent without question. Cause they didn't have PG 13 and, and PG 13 was like a smart thing because they're like, holy shit, these movies are not for kids. It's like, even with parental guidance, like you can't explain that. Like you just, it's, just, you can't. Um, but yeah, so Selling Sunset back to the original. Watch it. <laughs> I love Selling Sunset. All right, yeah. And and um, what? So one of the real estate agents on Selling Sunset, it, this Chriselle, she was, and they go into it in season three. Um, the guy that's on um, the show, This Is Us. Yeah, This I, Is I, I, Us. Yeah, yes, yes. They get divorced like in the middle of the season, and 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 the way she portrays it. And and I think his his people have come out and said it wasn't the case, but she portrayed it like literally he texted her like, oh, by the way, I'm filing for divorce. Mm-hmm. And like and she was completely blindsided by it. And that's how it was portrayed on the show. And I've read some things where his his people and people that are close to him are like, that's not how it happened. But, See, you got to do a Selling Sunset podcast. Oh, my God. Special I mean, episode. I you can count me out on that one. Sunset. You're gonna have to find another audio guy. <laughs> yeah, you guys had lost me on this one. Selling sunset. Somebody at Scott and I will watch it. We'll start our own podcast. Uh-huh. Um, I have a rule question for you guys. Okay. So I got a, a friend of mine sent me a text, and I liked the text. Okay. So I gave the thumbs up to the text. Mm-hmm. And then he liked my like. Not allowed. Completely illegal, right? Totally. He he thumbs up my thumbs up. <laughs> Is yeah. that legal? No, it, it's like it's like retweeting your own tweet. And he, he, then he also said that he also said he's never done it to me, but he also said that he has liked his own text, which is that's another weird. another illegal. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. What about throwing a ha ha on your text so people know you're joking? Uh, I think that's like I think that's the equivalent of it being in person, telling a joke, and then having to explain it immediately after. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you don't mean putting in text like ha, like Hey, Dean, just saw that picture of you. Ha ha. You mean no, in the iMessage hitting the ha ha bump? Yes. No. The illegal. I, in fact, I, I'm in a I'm in a lot of group texts. I don't like the thumbs up, the ha ha, because you get the notification and then you it's like you scroll back you're like, oh, they just thumbs and up a text. It's so I've gotten caught. I only I only learned about it like I only started doing it maybe like a year and a half, two years, but I get caught up in it. It's so easy. It's like liking something on Twitter. Oh, mm-hmm. got like that text. You know, love that yeah. text, whatever. And you can have full conversations. How long do you think you could go in a text conversation without actually typing a word? <laughs> oh, like with emojis could, and one of those other gifts? Forget it. Dude. Right? You could go, you could go for, for a good long time with just emojis 
and likes and ha-has. I'm with Scott. I hate the likes and the ha-has because it, yeah, it alerts you. And then you're like, what's the text? I mean, I could go back in our chain, the, the four of our chains, and I could like ha-ha something from two weeks ago and it'll make your phone beep and you'll just sit there and go, what, where's the text? Yeah. And, and then it's, it, it's just confusing. And it's also like, yeah, I'd rather just you send the emoji of like some or a gif or whatever of someone laughing rather than See? like you just did it. I knew you were doing up. it. I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> ha ha. I just ha ha an old text from you guys. You know, I'm, I'm gonna look right how now. How far back look. can we go to to put an emoji or, or to put a ha? You can go. You can go as far back. You can go as far back. Laugh that beggars can't be choosers. But I'd prefer uh, uh, we put a rule. We should put a, a rule. I think we need to put a rule. I think we need to put a rule that you can't. I'm proposing. A, I'm proposing a rule. We agree that you can't like someone else's like. Okay, you can't ha ha somebody else's ha ha, and that's that sounds sexual. And then <laughs> you can't ha the other. You can't, you, to me, there. What is the maximum allowed? number of texts um, without an actual word being typed. What's the I, I think you can keep going forever if it's, if it's, if it's like, if it makes sense or people are goofing around. How is it going to make sense? Like if I send you a, a smiley emoji, like how, how long can we go where we're not communicating in sign language? Well, it might just be, you know, you got to push the limit sometimes. I, the one like thing, be, I think the one instance where you could like a like or ha ha a ha ha or whatever is if let's say it's really good news like hey like baby's born and healthy and then you thumbs up that you know and you're like oh okay you know what i mean like that's like the only instance like i beat cancer it ends with the thumbs up no i know i know i'm just trying to i'm trying to play devil's advocate i agree baby was born healthy and everybody's good and you thumbs up it like we've we've had our exchange. That's true. Like, That's like true. We've, we there's you don't have to you don't have to respond to my. It, 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 it is like the equivalent of like if we're in the same room, like in person and yeah. something great happens and then you go put your arm up for a high five and we yeah. high five. And then, and then a I, second later, I like grab your hand and I'm like, let's and, do it again. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But dude, it's like the depersonalization of society, right? Like, it, Joe, don't get too deep here. We're just having fun with this. So, <laughs> so it's exactly what Scott just said. It's Scott and I high five because if something just happened, like Scott initiates the high five, and then I go to initiate the high five back to him on the same high fiveable moment. But you wait like two, like just you have yes. that weird pause, and then you're like, let's do it again. It's like yes. That that 100%. So can we, what, what's the rule? Don't do it. I mean, the rule is just don't do it. And can we, how many, can we put a max in terms of number of texts without, that have, that has to be some, an English word in it? It can't be an emoji or a... Could, okay, I would say this be an age one. thing? Like you, or two, I guess. So it's like... I think, I think two. Yeah, like I send it. You respond, I yes. respond, and then that's it. Is this yes. just an old guy conversation here? Like, because if you know a, a thirteen or a sixteen-year-old kid's doing this, they're they're gonna they're gonna disagree. Because all they do is, to Joe's point, all they do is talk in emojis and stuff. Right. Well, but I'm in threads where we'll send. Like, it. I'm well, literally like, I if 
like if I if I were to get into a relationship with with somebody, say like even in their early thirties, like I, I feel better communicating like with memes than actually talking. Well, so so that's what I was gonna say. I'm in chat threads, uh, text message threads, where it's like someone will send like a funny meme. Someone will send like a response one and then people will like, and these are big, these are groups where there's like eight to 10 people in it. So it gets kind of heavy with lots of those like image macros, a GIF, a meme, whatever. Like, so you, you're saying that's, that's too much for you. No, no, no. I like the GIFs. I like the memes. I just, I just want to put a max on the, on the number that can be exchanged without a word between. That's all I'm trying to get. It's like salt. It's perfect. Until you go too far, and then it's too much. It, you're right. Exactly right. That's right. And you never go Joe, back. That was perfect. Joe, you know what? You know, uh, uh, along with those other compliments I gave you earlier. Thanks, Dean. You're really smart, and you bring <laughs> a lot to the table. Thanks, buddy. I okay, I, I know we've been talking a little bit about this. <laughs> Real quick, I want to force this into it. We were boycotting Taco Bell because they ended the potatoes, they ended the double-decker taco. Yeah. I don't know if you saw today, this no, morning, McDonald's announced that they are adding spicy chicken nuggets. Really? That's the first time they've given another well, flavor. Burger King has been pushing those like crazy. Well, and Wendy's Wendy's has spicy nuggets, Wendy's but like too. I think McDonald's, the, the, the crunchiness, it's the superior fast food nugget. I just thought, you know, we're starting up in a few weeks. There will be opportunities for food to arrive in the studio. There is going to be all <laughs> the weight that Travis and I lost during the quarantine will be regained during the football season. Uh, yeah. We'll bring a Peloton into the studio. So I've got one here. Um, so you feel that McDonald's is the, is the, the superior fast food nugget, huh? Yeah. Because, uh, uh, I like Wendy's nuggets, but they're like a little softer. Whereas there's like a defined crunchy crust on okay. the McDonald's one, like a crunchy skin that you break through to the soft okay. white meat in there. And uh, obviously it, they're all good speaking nugget wise, if they're fresh, but I think McDonald's nuggets are, it's, it's actually probably been a long time. Even better had. than like Popeye's. Well, they, I, I, you would get scripts they do, they do like, you would Popeye's does like tenders, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas the, but the nugget. And then also like, this is obviously just childhood nostalgia, but like I can picture the shape. They have the circle one and they have the weird boot one. Like the Louisiana yep. looking one. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I go with the Louisiana Chick-fil-A one. nuggets though. That's where it's at. No. Chick-fil-A? No, Chick-fil-A nuggets aren't, that, aren't any good. Sorry, Shrav. I, I disagree. Oh. I miss I miss diner chicken tenders. That's that's I miss New York diner chicken tenders. I'll tell you who makes a mean nugget. Me. In the, really? In the air fryer? Exactly. I made twenty four. We haven't of them talked today. about air fryers at all on the show. I air fried twenty four nuggets for my kids today, lunch and dinner, and uh, I got complimented quite handsomely oh. by my daughter about the crispiness of the nuggets. Compliments you know, Joe, Joe, in addition to the to the compliments <laughs> I gave you earlier and in this recent most recent segment, you you are a really good cook. You made you make a skirt steak like I've never tasted before. 
It is really good. Okay, now you're not joking. That was a good steak I cooked the other day. I'm being serious. None of my compliments have been. And that was a tri tip. It wasn't a skirt steak, but thank you. That was a good. That thing came out amazing. Skirt steak, filet. If Joe Madrid's cooking, I'm eating. Thank you, dude. (laughs) I'm still waiting for my Wellington. My birthday Wellington. Wellington is a is a holiday dish. So we are gonna have we are gonna have a a holiday party at my place, and I will do the Wellington. Can't wait! I have the kids for Thanksgiving this year, so we're gonna have to go big. Okay. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's bring a Blandino. All right. Let's do it. Can I tell you that I'm crushing it on Cameo, by the way? I think you need time We're to raise your price about that. Crushing it. That's right. You tease that. And it's, it's fantasy football draft season. I was just going to say that. I, like and I love, love doing draft selection. I love it. Well, Saturday, there's a draft party. You could do one in f- live and in person if I could find a babysitter. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's see if you want to do this. All right, let's go. Brandon Blandino. Balloon animals with large dicks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, I forget whose it was a kid's birthday party, and I don't know if he realized it, but the clown at the birthday party was making balloon animals for the kids, and I maybe he was like screwing around, and maybe he thought it was funny, or maybe he just didn't realize it. But like maybe one out of four of his balloon animals had a had a penis. And and I was like, am I the only one that notices this? And it's one of those things that you can't really say though, because then you're looking at yeah, exactly. And I'm like, because if if I'm the only one that notices it and I'm at a kid's party and I bring it up, then I'm the weirdo. Yeah. And but it was I was not making things up. Like I was like. This dude is like, like he's pushing the envelope right now. And it's making me, it's, it's like disturbing me. And there was no, and, like you didn't hit up another parent. Like you see the, uh, and it was one of those parties where, and, and it was one of those parties where you're not right. It's just your kids. It was like, I forget. With you don't really know the parents. You don't really know the parents close enough. Like if I was with one of you guys, I'd be like, dude, did you, did you see that giraffe? Like look at the, look at the cow and now look at the giraffe. Tell me what's different if I, if I was with one of you guys, but I wasn't. And so I'm just sitting there thinking that. And I was like, I don't, I, I want to leave or I want to like <laughs> confront him outside after the fact and ask him, you knew what you were doing, right? I'm, I'm, it's, Who hired this guy? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. it was disturbing. But anyway, that's my story. All right. Guess I'm quitting my job as a balloon maker at kids parties. There you go. All right. This has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Dean.Blandino. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at World's Podcast. And be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.